You know, November the 5th, uh, 2021 is probably one of those days that people are going to remember for a long time. Actually, November the 9th, 2020 is when Pfizer announced they had a vaccine. But on Friday, November the 5th, they announced that they got a pill that will keep you out of the hospital and keep you from dying. 90% chance. That's a game changer. This comes at a time when all of us are getting the emails from HR saying it's time to re-up for benefits for next year. That's a business I would think that has changed a lot. Benefit Ball is a provider, a local company based uh, based here that employs that has employee benefits and payroll and HR services for lots of small businesses, medium-sized businesses. And Scott Kirksey is the CEO and has been for the last four years. Joined us right now. It's good to have you with us. It's good to be here, David. Good to be with you again. So, has your business changed because of COVID nineteen? I mean, there people are. Have they got to be more aware of well, health and benefits and that sort of thing? Absolutely. And, and there's, a, there's a couple of ways that it has changed our business. Um, first, our retention has it's at record levels, meaning once somebody has some coverage, they're not letting go of it in this, in this oh, yeah. kind of very uncertain age. And, and the, the other thing that has um, accelerated and and it was a it was a very nascent trend moving to a very digital virtual kind of experience in the end from everything from shopping to choose what you're going to get for coverage all the way through getting in uh, enrolled and uh and we have that that technology that we arm uh the brokers with and it has enabled them to make strides in growing their business even in a time of covid because they could do it from their desk and that so never leaves so is the so i would think that would have the effect of, of bringing costs down and on, on the side of the providing i don't know i telemedicine was rejected by the medical community right. for years yep. and now they seem to have embraced it and everybody wants to do it because yeah. they figure they can make money and i guess there's less overhead and all of a sudden the the little dock in a box have grown into full-fledged clinic i walked in my cvs the other day and half of it was what used to be a little tiny dock in a box you know that's a that's interestingly the the kind of virtual experience is uh an extension of the uh, of the philosophy of you got to meet the customers where they are and that's that's the intent obviously with these um the cvs's and walgreens having their clinics in there but um meeting them meeting a patient where they are in in the current environment david is is telemedicine i i i've read a number of of analysis of how much that has increased and you know the number that is really kind of in the middle but is unbelievable is 38 times growth in telemedicine yeah. um, during covid i believe and, that and that's not going to go back i mean you know I, I, one of my doc physicians has moved to frisco and i i live over in east dallas and you know I think there's a good likelihood that he and I won't see each other face to face ever, right? Um, but I will still go to him by and, telemedicine. And his cost of doing business has got to go down. I mean, he doesn't have to have as many locations, and you know, I guess you still got to deal with insurance sure. and that sort of thing. But yeah. uh, it's got to oh, be. Oh, well, absolutely. 
well, hell, he, I hope that the rent is cheaper in Crisco than it was down at Naylor. But. Well, maybe. You know, the, the, uh, the other thing is businesses, you know, businesses had to provide benefits. I mean, it was just sort of, you know, I guess grudgingly yeah. you did it and it was a major cost. But I would think that businesses have learned something out of this too. Now, what happens when you have like a pandemic or a whole bunch of people are out with a flu or whatever, it really costs you money and productivity. I mean, this yeah. is, it becomes a defensive move on the uh, on the part of businesses too, I think. Oh, definitely. Um, businesses are, it, it is the exception, I think, of a business that is saying we're going to go fully back in the office, right? I, I think the vast majority are going to go to a hybrid environment. And within that hybrid environment, there will be roles that don't come into the office, you know, and, and that there's a lot of, lot of uh, concern as well as opportunity there that on the concern front, you know, <laughs> Uh, as leaders, I think we've all had a crash course in uh, behavioral sciences and organizational psychology of how you keep a team engaged when they're remote. And, um, and I think that is something that people are struggling with. But at the end of the day, once somebody has adopted and adapted to this, right. you know, it's, it doesn't make a lot of sense to disrupt it if, you can be just as productive. So I think it takes a while. Um, it will for us if, if we find uh, a higher percentage of our, of our workforce is not in the office at any one day. It'll take a while for us to work that through our real estate footprint, right? And I think that that kind of, of cost savings are going to take a while. The, the biggest cost saving has been travel. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, and it's starting to pick back up, but it'll, I, I doubt that that fully returns. But let me ask you, cause I was thinking another cost savings could be an absence of infection that maybe the populace becomes more cognizant of preventive medicine, of yep. getting vaccines and getting checkups, preemptive moves, you know, before you, before you get sick. That's got to increase the awareness. I mean, what we've been through got to make people think more about that. And and in the end, I mean, if people are good sick, they it's got to save everybody money. Yeah, and and you know the the initial concern at the outset was that people were going to defer those preventative measures because they didn't want to go into the office, etc. And now um, I can tell you from our experience just specifically benefit mall, but also we talk to carriers all the time. You know, they are seeing that catch up um people are getting they're acutely aware of people who have an illness um and end up in the hospital unrelated to covid and of course the the sad thing is in many instances they contract covid while they're in there but people are are more aware of their health yeah sitting at home every day with your spouse and, and 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 significant other and and family you 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 know you think more about your health and and your own well-being and your family's well-being than than we probably did when we were just rushing off to work and rushing home you know i i never i don't know that i've ever seen anything inflate as much as medical costs except i don't maybe 
maybe the cost of education. You know, putting a kid through yeah. school oh. seems to go, you know, certainly beat the inflation rate overall. But but healthcare has got to be right behind it. But as a result of more preventive medicine, people not being around other people as much, has and, and has the cost come to, and and telemedicine. Has the cost of providing these benefits come down, or is it likely to to slow down? It has it has flattened out during COVID. Um, not certain at this point how much of that was um, the kind of early savings flowing through the system, meaning when people just deferred um, maintenance. People right? not going and, to the doctor, yeah. Right, right, um, but. The other thing is, you know, carriers have, have they're, they're working with all of their clients by not having the shock to the system with big rate changes, but it is coming. Um, you know, we've spent more on healthcare at the high end because of the hospitalization. I mean, you know, you see the chart every day, the, the, the percentage occupancy of, of hospital beds and you know it hadn't it hadn't been that high for that long right in forever so yeah it's gone up in total um and and for those those unfortunate cases that ended up in the hospital for some period of time there and specialized medicine um at the high end that high end is getting higher all the time yeah the costs in the middle have have begun to show to reflect the consumer engagement of shopping around for a price for an MRI, for example, right? Um, and, and because they've learned how their plans work, we're in an era of very high deductible plans, and so there's a lot of co-share on behalf of the uh, of the employee and the employee family. So people are are looking at that less as the insurer's money as now it's my money so in that middle that kind of cost we have seen the average cost in those areas go down not you know they're not they haven't had themselves but yeah. you know that we've seen that actually have an effect of engaging the uh engaging the, the consumer but i don't know at the, at the higher end david i i, I don't I don't know. I mean, the technology and and yeah. and uh, research just outstrips every day what was already there, and that new stuff costs money. Well, but more ambulatory centers as opposed to long hospital stays, maybe it adds up. I don't know. We all knew that COVID was going to be um, uh, one of those nine eleven moments. There'd be a lot of changes, uh, you know, yeah. an outgrowth of this, positive and negative. Hopefully, there'll be some some positive too, and hopefully. Hopefully it's about over and we find out soon. Scott Kirksey is CEO of Benefit Ball, and um, they've got 140,000 enforced groups out there. We wish you a good uh, sign-up season. Thank you very much for the time. All right, thank you. Thanks. Good speaking to you, David. For more of, I, and I look forward to the next time. For more of our conversation with Mr. Kirksey, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.